Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Acts chapter 22. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, forgiveness is such an amazing thing. We know that we have sinned against you. We have done things that are against your will and are really in direct rebellion against you. And yet, you sent Jesus to die for us. That's such an amazing gift. We want others to get that gift as well, to see others forgiven and saved. Pray that we can be a help in that. We know the power is yours. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Acts 22 Men, brothers and fathers, listen to my defense to you now. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Aramaic language, they became even more silent. And he said, I am a Jewish man born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, educated according to the exactness of the law received from our fathers, being zealous for God, just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, tying up and delivering to prison both men and women, as indeed the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me, from whom also I received letters to the brothers in Damascus, and was traveling there to lead away those who were there also tied up to Jerusalem so that they could be punished. And it happened that as I was traveling and approaching Damascus around noon, suddenly a very bright light from heaven flashed around me, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. So I said, What should I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, Get up and proceed to Damascus, and there it will be told to you about all the things that have been appointed for you to do. And as I could not see, as a result of the brightness of that light, I arrived in Damascus, led by the hand of those who were with me. And a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and stood by me and said to me, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And at that same time I looked up at him and saw him, and he said, The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will, and to see the righteous one, and hear a voice from his mouth, because you will be a witness for him to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you delaying? Get up, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on his name. And it happened that when I returned to Jerusalem, and I was praying in the temple courts, I was in a trance, and saw him saying to me, Hurry and depart quickly from Jerusalem, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that from synagogue to synagogue I was imprisoning and beating those who believed in you. And when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I myself also was standing near and was approving and was guarding the cloaks of those who were killing him. And he said to me, Go, because I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Now, they were listening to him until this word, and they raised their voices, saying, 
Away with such a man from the earth, for it is not fitting for him to live. And while they were screaming and throwing off their cloaks and throwing dust into the air, the military tribune ordered him to be brought into the barracks, saying he was to be examined with a lash so that he could find out for what reason they were crying out against him in this way. But when they had stretched him out for the lash, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it permitted for you to flog a man who is a Roman citizen and uncondemned? And when the centurion heard this, he went to the military tribune and reported it, saying, What are you about to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. So the military tribune came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? And he said, Yes. And the military tribune replied, I acquired this citizenship for a large sum of money. And Paul said, But I indeed was born a citizen. Then immediately those who were about to examine him kept away from him, and the military tribune also was afraid when he realized that he was a Roman citizen and that he had tied him up. But on the next day, because he wanted to know the true reason why he was being accused by the Jews, he released him and ordered the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin to assemble, and he brought down Paul and had him stand before them. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 21, Paul traveled to Jerusalem and was trying to help the Jewish Christians understand that he was not against the law of Moses by purifying himself and taking part in the ceremonies to end a religious vow for four of the Jewish Christians. While he was at the temple, some Jews from Asia started yelling that Paul was desecrating the temple and brought a crowd and tried to kill Paul. But the Romans rushed down and hauled Paul out. The Romans wanted peace first. But then they needed to decide what to do with Paul, as they cannot figure out why the Jews were trying to kill him. So the tribune allows Paul to speak to the crowd from the steps. These people had just been trying to kill Paul, and now Paul preaches them to try to save them. Paul describes his speech as a defense, but Paul is doing more than defending himself. He's trying to point these Jews to Jesus. So he addresses them in Aramaic, which was the language the Jews spoke. He calls them brothers and fathers, and describes how he was raised and trained as a very conservative Jew. He was born in Tarsus, but then grew up in Jerusalem, being taught by a leading Pharisee, Gamaliel. Gamaliel appeared earlier, in Acts chapter 5, as a member of the Sanhedrin council, and was respected enough that the whole council listened to him and took his advice. Paul describes how zealous he was for God, and how he persecuted the way, as he calls it. Then Paul describes what happened to him on the road to Damascus. We already heard this story once in chapter 9. Paul's retelling of the events is very similar here, but he puts extra emphasis on how Ananias, who came to Paul and gave him his sight back, was well respected by all the Jews. Paul mentions how Ananias connected being baptized with forgiveness of his sins by calling it, Wash away your sins. Then Paul fast-forwards to when he was in Jerusalem, and God told him that he would send him away to preach. Paul was thinking that he should have a ministry to the Jews because he had been such a devout Jew, but God has other plans and tells him he will go to the Gentiles. When the Jews heard the word Gentile, they suddenly turned into a crazy mob again, yelling that Paul should be killed and throwing dust into the air. So the tribune ordered Paul to be brought into the barracks. I assume he was sorry that he'd let Paul speak because he still doesn't understand why the Jews are so angry with Paul, and now they are acting like a mob again. The Romans just wanted peace. 
So the tribune orders that Paul be whipped so that he will confess whatever he did wrong. Paul asks the centurion who will be overseeing the torture if it is legal to flog a Roman citizen. So they call the tribune in, and when Paul tells him he was born a Roman citizen, they immediately are afraid and call it off. In fact, they weren't even supposed to tie up a Roman citizen. They believe Paul's claim because it was a very grave offense to claim to be a Roman citizen if you were not. They still need to figure out why the Jews are mad at Paul. So the tribune brings Paul to the Sanhedrin to be tried by them. And now for a deeper dive. This seems like a very rough time for Paul. We should remember that this isn't the first time Jews have tried to kill Paul. And every time, Paul thinks not about himself, but about trying to save those who are trying to kill him. He's trying very hard in his speech to help these Jews to understand why Paul changed and followed Jesus. I don't know if any of them thought back on this and eventually turned to Jesus, but Paul put in the effort and tried to reach them. And that is all that we can do. We don't have the power to save anyone. God has that power. All we can do is point people to God. Is the forgiveness of sins valuable to us? Do we want to see other people get that gift too? Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.